Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, dear listener, and welcome back to Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast with me, Caroline Foran. This week, I'm putting out my interview with the incredible Charlene McKenna. She's just one of my favorite actors. She's been recently in Peaky Blinders, which I'm sure you've heard of and love. I used to watch her in a TV show called Raw in Ireland and I just fell in love with her. She's just, she's really, really relatable. And when I met her in person, it was like, oh my God, here's another person who I feel like I've known my whole life, even though I've met her like five seconds ago. We had such an incredible chat about anxiety. I just related to her on so many levels. We talked about fear conditioning. We talked about this whole thing of asking ourselves, what if? And she says, I know by now that if a question starts with what if, it's usually my anxiety talking. And that was a huge lesson for me to take from her and bring into my day every day. So I I know for sure you're going to, you're going to laugh, you're going to relate to Charlene a lot. And she has some really, really good advice. And yeah, just enjoy it. And always appreciative of the feedback and the positive reviews. Obviously, you can give me negative ones if you like. And if you haven't yet found only as the book or the confidence kit they're available on amazon or in select stores so i'll pop a link in the product description thank you obviously i'm so thrilled to be joined by charlene mckenna here in new york city Mm -hmm. and there's going to be a bit of background noise because we're overlooking the manhattan bridge Um, but it's quite nice and peaceful today uh, which is always nice when you're someone who has anxiety (laughs) to have something nice to look out at so we were connected by your friend brina Mm -hmm. who just said you girls have to chat yeah and i had randomly walked by you (laughs) on the street and on I, my birthday yeah on your birthday and I was like oh my god mom it's Charlene McKenna <laughs> and we were like oh we just loved but we used to like all sit down and watch Raw at the same time and my, my boyfriend who lived in the we like we would text while we were watching it like we were all obsessed oh also my brother oh. Daniel Foran 
told me to say to you that he stayed in your parents' B&B no. and thought they were the loveliest people in the world and, and he wanted to adopt them as his parents. Oh, he was and going they're to, very cute. Yeah, he was going to a wedding and he said, no, make sure you tell Charlene that now when That's you're That's so cute. Yeah. No, everyone who stays, because the... Because the B&B is like not like a regular hotel. It's like, it is like staying in someone's house. And then mommy and daddy become everyone's parents. I know. They're like, do you need your shirt ironed? Yeah. What time's the wedding? Well, we'll drop you down. Do you need a lift to the bus? <laughs> people are like, what is, is there, are they taking the piss? But yeah, they're oh, very, they're everyone's so mom and dad. Um, so obviously I knew you from seeing you on the Late Late Show, seeing you on TV, seeing the news about um, the new show, and yeah. everything that's happening. Um, but li- I didn't know. That to the extent to which you were very like me with your anxiety. Very anxious. And when anxious Annie's. Anxious Annie's. And when literally we got together just a few minutes ago, yeah. when the world was conspiring against us, yeah. and we sat down and I just feel like I've known you How my many whole emails? life. 40. 40. I feel like as soon as we started chatting, I was like, oh my God, even though you're in a completely different yeah. like job or you know we've led completely different lives, you just get it. Yeah. Um, so I suppose for people who may be similar to me didn't know that you struggle with anxiety. Yeah. Ha- what is it like for you? Do you feel like you've always been an anxious person? Yes. I have always, uh, but I didn't know what it was called. I think loads of people still don't know what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I must have been, I mean, I can't remember when I was like 27 or 28 before I was like, that, this thing is a title. Mm-hmm. It's Googleable. There's a whole world out here. Um, but yes, I think I was anxious from day dot, um, as in very, yeah. very, very young. I look back now at all feelings I had, and I now know that they were all anxiety, but I just didn't know. And how did it manifest as a kid for you? It would through different things. Um, I used to just think, oh, there's that feeling, and it was like creeping over. And I, f- through some back pedaling through therapy and stuff, I sort of realized that it would come after times where I felt really happy. Okay. I think, I think, however, my psychology formed because I think when I get really happy, it's the terror of that that's going to go, that's going to get taken away, or I'm going to get left, you or someone's going to get die, or that I don't deserve it, that um, you shouldn't be able to be this happy. Like what? So there was that, and then when I was a teenager, I, uh, well, I, when I was, also when I was a child, I choked on a sweet. Uh, I think it was about three or four. Um, and it was actually one of... We used to have mushroom houses at the time and it was one of the mushroom pickers did the... I'm like, I guess, saved me. It was an apple drop. I'm still terrified of circular hard sweets. Um, so then it would manifest in different ways because then when I became a young teenager, I thought I was everything I would eat, I was going to choke. Mm-hmm. So just wildly irrational, irrational fears. And so we spoke about this before we mm-hmm. recorded. The reason why that would have... Lot, obviously mm. lodged in your throat but lodged in your, <laughs> in your memory was because you were able to have a fear response and yes. have a bad memory sort of store in your brain exactly. before you were able to rationalise it yeah. um, which is why it's something that still would bring up a fear response for yes. you and I think that's happening people left right and centre absolutely where they don't realise that something as a kid that may have seemed so innocuous yep. you know obviously get choking is terrifying but yeah. for me like I talk about the, my grandparents dying and yeah. things that I was but frightened smaller of. things can do yeah like really small things and it's just something just kind of slow Lots yeah. into your brain, and then it can kind of come up again for you later on yeah. in life. So, like, and me, I think everyone has that—not yeah. just people with anxiety. But it's just the de- to the what degree? Yes, because it's a whole spectrum. And or- there's a great thing that I heard, um, which really I went ah. Oh. And anyone who knows and a lot about psychology will know this: that there's the three, um, there's the there's like there's you as a baby, mm-hmm. 
Then there's the reactive baby, as in how you reacted to situations, circumstances when you were a when you were a baby or a child. And while those reactions are very reasonable for a child, you've lodged something that's the same reaction you now have as an adult. Mm-hmm. I nearly said an adult. Looking too long in your <laughs> Oh my God. As an adult. No. <laughs> uh, and so then there's the um, formulated, I think it's called the formulated adult. Or the, the yeah, so the, in layman's terms, what it means is when that fear response is triggered, it's the child's reaction to it that's triggered. Yes. And what we need to learn, particularly if you suffer a lot with anxiety, is to know that you, while you're experiencing it in your adult body, that happened, that's a child's reaction, not mm-hmm. your adult. And your adult person is actually totally capable. Mm-hmm. Your adult self, like, has got this to, yeah. you know, put an Oprah <laughs> spin on it. And when we have these, and people, and this is why I'm saying it's not just about anxiety, if people are wildly angry or wildly you know, something has a real strong emotional reaction, that's triggering something to that child. Mm-hmm. That is not the adult. Yeah. And it's about learning to separate that and to allow, I mean, it sounds heavy duty, but to allow your adult self, your formulated adult, mm. to um, comfort that child. Yes, and just take back control. And, and refigure that out. Yeah. yeah. And I talk in the book about that being sort of like the, so the adult is the prefrontal cortex mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the child is the amygdala. And when we're worn out and we're stressed out for long periods of time and maybe maybe nothing that bad has to happen but the amygdala gets overstimulated and suddenly that just takes over. Yeah. And then your prefrontal cortex, the adult, is like, oh, fuck this. Like, yeah. like it can't, it can't rationalize. Yeah. And now the amygdala is running around trigger happy and yeah. feeling <laughs> yes. fear in situations that it never would have felt fear yeah. before. And it, it's, it, when you when you put labels on it like that, whether yeah. it's if you call it a kid or, or whether you call it what you, what you've called it, or even there's a yeah. book called the Chimp Paradox, which is brilliant at yeah. kind of identifying things. It just makes you step back and say, okay, see what's yeah. going on here. Yeah. But take me back to twenty seven, twenty eight. You say yeah. this shit really hit the fan. What was going on in your life then? I kind of had, I guess. I mean, we talked about this earlier because you we hit the term breakdown because it's like then oh you're broken yeah. and then therefore you'll never be the same again. Although in my in my in my experience and in my opinion, it's the opposite. I couldn't have, it couldn't make, you still always anxiety, but it couldn't make you stronger, a much better, more rounded, open, well-read human being. Mm-hmm. So I'm retrospectively grateful. Yes. Wouldn't want to do it again. No, no right? same. <laughs> but I suppose I support, I had two sort of breakdowns. Like I, I had one, which was in my earlier 20s when I first moved to London and we were talking earlier about shoulding all over ourselves. Like, I shouldn't feel sad. I shouldn't feel anxious. I should, I should have everything going for me, etc., etc., etc. But a denial, I had a real strong denial of the pressure I was under, putting myself under, and other people, but putting myself under. So I'd first moved to London. I'd built a great career in Ireland. And I'd moved to London and I was still the terrified little girl who grew up on the farm, wrapped up in, I need to swan into these meetings and kill it and own it and I'm going to run the world. And I was petrified. And I was putting a lid on that, putting a lid on that because you shouldn't be scared and you shouldn't need to go home and you shouldn't feel lonely in a giant new city. Like I look back, so I, I shuddered all over myself for about maybe longer than six months. I'd also never come up for air. I went... I did like, and and also like I did, whistleblower. I did raw. I did single handed. I did all these, particularly like whistleblower and single handed, really emotionally deep, strong, dark, TV shows. Mm. 
And I never thought that they should affect me. Should. Mm. It shouldn't affect me. I should be fine. And I should be on to the next one. And I was so focused on that that I never came up for air long enough between because I was like, you can't let this ball drop. You know, you have to strike while the iron's hot. You have to work harder. You Like... I'm exhausted now even I'm even exhausted just hearing that you had to go through that this is what I was doing to myself and so then I took all that with me to London and was like now I need to go you know now you're like you know on another level another level and now I have to keep at home still burning but now I need to smash it over here and I never give myself a break until I, I broke myself and I remember going home for a New Year's Eve and I went out with my boyfriend at the time and we went out and I remember the next day something was just broken in like I couldn't I thought it was a hangover you know like the fear mm-hmm. and it but it wouldn't go away and it didn't go away for about it started to recede about four months later okay um and, and is it like anxious thoughts anxious feelings? anxious thoughts you know like the interruptive thoughts like the thought loops going nowhere the sick stomach the like all of that and like what if I lose my mind what if I never work again what if this is it forever what if I, oh, I can't go back to London. What if I, then it, I got re-triggered. What if you choke? I was like, okay. Then I went, okay. Something's not right. This is something else now. What is this? So I didn't know what it was. Didn't know what to do. But I went back to Monaghan. And I, I remember sitting in, it's now moved, but it was St. Davenant's Hospital. And we always called it the mental. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I'm sitting in the mental. Again, anyone from Mona will laugh because we all go, oh, there's the mental. Um, Trying to see a psych... I ended up seeing a psychiatrist. Now, what I needed was a psychologist. I now know this. It's what I needed, not for everyone, Mm -hmm. because I needed to talk. I I didn't... At that time, I didn't need meds. I needed to talk, and I would have, in a good way, unraveled stuff quicker. Um, And he was not great. He basically all he said was, "Well, yeah, you're very, you're, you're, you're not insane, uh, although we don't like to use that word, which I know." He was like, "But you're very obsessive," and I was like, "You should see my bedroom." Um, <laughs> no shit. So anyway, work kind of actually put me back together. Um, and you talk about you, you were afraid of losing your mind, and for me, that was mm, one of the biggest mm. things. Like, you know, okay, you, you get your ducks back in a row work-wise, or whether yeah. maybe it's a toxic relationship, you get yourself yeah. out of that relationship, yeah. but you're still left with the anxiety. Yeah. And you're so desperate looking for something you can blame. Yes, had this yeah, yourself. yeah. It's like, if I can justify it, then it's yeah. not me. And when, when you can't, then it is just you. And then yeah, the fear so of the fear, was that the most oh, terrifying? Oh, the fear of the fear, the anxiety about being anxious. I mean, the whole thing is a shit cycle. It's, I had all of that. I had such a fear. What if I lose my mind? What if I, what if I go out on the street now? I mean, I now also learned that for me, Nine times out of ten, if a sentence starts with what if, it's very probable it's anxiety talking to me and nothing yeah. else rational. Mm-hmm. Because I weirdly cured, for now, any panic attacks because I let myself... Oh, breathing was one. What if I can't get a deep enough breath? Mm. That was something from teenage as well. I used to be like, I just can't, I can't get right under the breath. So that time, with the, the breathing thing came in, the 24, whenever that was... I made myself go to the gym a lot. Now I was way too thin, um, and you we always go oh secretly delighted yeah. <laughs> because. But I look. But I always know when I'm at a weight that I think is I feel nice. I'm never happy. Okay. As in it's 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 an unhealthy anxious weight. Um, 
because I remember that. I remember I'd won my IFTA. I was like thin. I was never more unhappy. So you're like, oh, so here's all the things you thought you wanted. You're at a great place in your work and you've, you're absolutely stone cold miserable. So I was like... How do you rationalise that then? It's just a great lesson. Like that was a, I remember walking down the street in London and I'd won the IFTA and I'd won um, Outstanding Actress for a different series in France. And I was like, wow. So, so let's say you would an Oscar now too. Would that make a difference? And I was like, no. And did that make you question your work like that you know okay obviously whether you have anxiety or not going into acting yeah by its nature is yeah. anxiety inducing yeah. because you're either on a job or you're unemployed it's so unbearable yeah so knowing that anxiety was an issue for you and then knowing that you were having the success and still feeling this way did it make you think is this for me no it made me think this because before that I mean I was so young I before that I thought when I get all these things, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. So that's what it taught me. That's such a common affliction. Like, when I get, oh, then I'll be happy, then I'll be all these things. And I'm, then I started to get a taste of having them, or certainly on the right road to getting them. And I was never more unhappy. So it was, it was a wonderful lesson in humbling me. I don't think I was an ego dickhead before that. I really don't. I, you daren't be with my family. Mm-hmm. But I, like, I... It was just so humbling to go, you know, that's a nice work hard and strive because you do enjoy your work. But know that it's not, you're going to have to go to bed with yourself at the end of every night. And that's the truth. Um, And so... But that was that one. I still didn't know it was anxiety. Okay, okay. Because the the man never said it. No one still pointed me in that direction. So I put myself back together, got back on the road, got back working, got out of that relationship. It wasn't the relationship's fault. No. But I did go through that as well during all that time, which wouldn't have helped. Big, big trigger. And then I, I mean, loads of anxiety waves, but not quite the down and out feeling. And then I was okay for a few years. I suppose I was up and down and okay. And it's still that thing you can blame that you're in your 20s and you're not meant to know anyway, blah, blah, blah. And then I was now mid to late 20s, like 28, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And I went to LA for the first time to try and do pilot season and the shooting all over myself started all over again and the pressure and the... And what's that like when you're there? Are you having several auditions a well, day? Well, it's pilot season, yeah. So it's like three, it could be three to four a day. It's, I'm such a perfectionist. So if I do have a meeting, I want to know all my lines. I want to think about the character. I want to read the script. I want to think about what she would wear. I might be right, but I wanted to go, I want to do my best on every single one, even if it's not for me. I couldn't get my head around that they don't really do that in pilot seasons. Like my manager kind of had to, because he didn't want to go, hey, you don't have to read every script. Yeah. Because that wouldn't be professional of him. But he was like, this girl's going insane. Mm. So I didn't know, and then I, I was trying to go like, I should be able to just drive on the wrong side of the road. I should be able to just drive onto the Warner Brothers lot and go, hi, I've arrived. I should not take it personally that they don't shake hands or they don't want to hug you or it's not, they're like, stand there, say that and leave. I was like, whoa. I was in a brand new relationship and he was going through so much grieving. So we were in a really intense environment. And it was the last place he'd seen his father alive. I mean, I mean it was, there was so much going on. It was a shit storm. It was a shit storm. 
and I got through nearly a month of it. And I and how did you get through? You just got up every day. You just I just I remember like even trying to put something into satnav and I couldn't type, and then I like. The real, like, there's, like, just putting something in satnav and being frustrated you've got it wrong. And then they're trying to put something in satnav and losing your mind. Like, you go, this yeah. isn't, your emotional reactions aren't quite on par with what they should be. Yeah. I think you might be stressed to the moon. I remember seeing the Hollywood sign and being, because I also, and, and, and actually I know millions of people in my industry who have this reaction. And my, my manager was like, your reaction is the, um, it's the rule. It's not the exception. Mm-hmm. Like, such high highs. Like, I'm like, I'm in Chateau Marmont and I'm having cocktails. What? I grew up on a farm. Yeah. And then I'm like, but now, and I'm hiking mountains. And I had an audition and I remember, like, looking at my lipstick in the mirror. And for the first time ever behind me was the Hollywood sign. And I was like, how have I got here? Like, mm-hmm. how did I get from a farm in the middle of rural Ireland, a little home, to technically... Hollywood inverted commas and is it you know a lot of the time people have anxiety in trying to achieve success but yeah. you were having success and yes. that was frightening you yes is it a fear of success <laughs> do you know what I had a therapist say that there was she said there's a part of you that is holding yourself back from success so is that you don't even though this isn't true in your mind so that you never lose your family okay which really I was like a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Because if you go so seemingly stratospheric, the sentence that looped around my head in that first trip to LA was far from this, you were reared. Mm. Like, I, I couldn't get out of my own way. That this, that this could be for me. That this, that I could, I could not bridge the gap between Charlene the actress and Charlene at home. And I could not find a world where these two could exist. Even though I go home and everyone was happy and everyone would be myself. I felt such a need to not lose the name that I, the, the inverted, the name yeah. that I built up at home and I better keep going. I I mean, I was putting myself through torture. So anyway, I broke, got the stomach feeling again, 
when there's that thing there's that thing that happened to you four years ago in London there's that thing where you can't eat you can't sleep the nerves are waking you up at 2am 3am 4am oh no no oh panic dig the heels in run what's that thing what's that thing is it this new relationship you're in maybe leave him what is this get out of this town so I remember ringing home I remember walking these loops of this reservoir in Silver Lake crying talking to home going I, I don't know what's happening and they were like just come home just come home just come home and did you feel a great deal of shame of having to come to that point yeah oh god yeah because I was like look I where sh- you are you should be I should be this. I should be enjoying this I should be having a great time I should be like yeah and 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 such weakness that you need to run home to mommy and daddy and how much of the anxiety at that point when you're in LA is coming from just you and you know the person yeah. that you are and how you've grown up and you know how your physiology performs and how much of it is LA and you know the industry that you're in because we had this chat earlier yeah. again where I feel the nature of my work now means I'm I'm I can get away with being vulnerable yeah. it's yeah. what I do yeah but is it you know you talk about the the, the boundary between work Charlene and yeah. private Charlene is is it such a jump into this environment where like actors and, and casting directors yeah. is it is is no one showing any sign of vulnerability is everyone faking it or is, is it really it, tough it, certainly in LA it felt like everyone was faking it um now I think people maybe are coming more forward but there's this weird you have to walk this line and I think other actors would agree with me of be of going into a room and believing without a doubt well not without a doubt but believing you know, as Tommy Tiernan says, I'll probably win the fucking thing. Like, so you need to go in going, I can do this. I can play this part. I can nail this audition. I can use these nerves. I can push them down. Put, but, and then being lovely and humble and normal as well. And it's really hard to believe you can win on that level. That is so true. While also, don't be a dickhead. <laughs> and it's such, so, a, it's such a conflict where I think it's such an Irish thing as well. It's yes. Like we're so concerned with seeming like decent humble yes. grateful self-deprecating people but like you say even like on a much smaller scale like me coming over here trying to meet with editors and, yes. stuff, and I'm having to be like you should meet me I'm the number one best-selling author but I'm it's also not like, their nature I don't think I'm a dickhead I'm a nice person yes and even putting it out on social media I'm afraid of you know if I put out that like here I am and I'm really confident yeah. I always sort of bring it with like a caveat of oh but sure to probably I'll go to shit yes because we mistake confidence for arrogance at home uh, like it's, so much yeah it's just this constant tension of like am I capable of am I sometimes I'm like am I so stupid to think that I could impact in America on the self-help I, thing just so when and when you said that in your email to me about uh oh god it's not easy trying to be as an Irish person trying to promote yourself I just I was like oh listen you're preaching to the converted yeah it's it's I don't know how to marry it all. I, and then, like, you know, I, I know from, like, doing junkets and stuff myself back in the day when, you know, you'd interview someone and if, if you had a good ch- conversation, you'd be like, oh, they were so nice. Yeah. It was like, it was a shock that yeah. they were a decent person. Yeah. You know, I just, do you feel, do you care what people think about you? Yeah. Like, even doing this, you're going, do I sound like an asshole? I hope I don't sound stupid. Do I sound stupid? Don't sound, like, too mad. Do I sound... Like, you, there's the, this this auditor, this sensor in your mind that never shuts the fuck up. And it's a good thing, in a way. Like, even a now, I'm like, oh, you shouldn't have sworn. Ah, uh, don't worry. No, but you know what I mean? <laughs> this is... That's like a... Like, yeah. a, the marathons. The, and I think so many people are running the marathons, but they're just maybe... I shouldn't say better, but they're just maybe, I don't know, not and as tuned in, maybe. Now that you are in a position where you're having these conversations, and I know you did some... You, you have spoken out about mm. it before. Does that help you? 
Are you more accepting of yourself now? A wee bit more accepting, but I always find when I do these, like later, I'll have loads of anxiety. <laughs> okay. Like, I'll be like, does that go okay? And hope You'll overanalyze. Like, oh my God. My parents from when I was a child were like, stop overanalyzing, stop. Over-. I was like, you might as well tell a cat to be a dog. Like, yeah. I've not have accepted. And have you ever, I know you do a lot of therapy over here where it's just regular talking therapy, mm. and I've done that myself where I just kind of found that you're so aware of what you're feeling yeah you don't need someone to tell you what you're feeling but yeah. what I found I needed was to say okay yeah I know I'm feeling shit and I know I have anxiety and I was talking around and around in circles what I need is someone to say what can I do about it yeah so like for me that's when I tr- turned more so to cognitive behavioral therapy yeah which was like way more practical and scientific and like what you're saying there like over analyzing and I'm thinking well, what you need to do is like you know, write down your thoughts and decide yeah. is that a f- is what you're saying there is that a fact or opinion? Yes, that yeah. kind of stuff that just helps yeah. you step back. So, yeah. is that something that you've you've done? I s- sort of started with CBT and then with my, I have a very mixed feelings about it. But I, but uh, but as someone who's not explored it like you have, mm. whereas I felt like it was going to treat a symptom, mm-hmm. and I wanted to get to the root of what why this was so I wanted to get to the root first mm. and so I mean I, I had a I had a like a body worker therapist woman in, in London and she's great and she'll analyse whether you know your body or your mind or whatever and she was like does anyone listening to this yeah she sure does she was like you need to talk yeah. so it just depends um, because I I need to I need to talk it all out work it backwards mm. uh go ah oh, and when I find it go that's because of that I, it, it something dissolves yes absolutely and I think awareness that, for me yes yeah. is, is key and I think the right kind of therapy brings a little bit of everything into it where you're absolutely addressing the root cause you're yeah. getting a clear picture of your childhood yeah because sometimes okay yeah childhood a lot of our shit goes back there but what can we do about it now yes so it's important to understand that understand our lifestyle what led us here understand our kind of predispositions understand how anxiety functions in the body yes, anyway yeah. understand how stress can turn into anxiety and then the cbt is okay what will i do now yes so yeah i think there's definitely it's important to not just you know ask the questions what why am i this but what you have to address it yeah. as well so i'm i'm like such a i have to so i'm like right so i'm gonna go right back to there and so then a two i blah 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 <laughs> so that i understand everything so then i need to understand everything and that now I'm, i've done all that and now I'm like, okay, you don't live there. You just, as you said, you just know that. And you go, well, that's the reason why. But that doesn't mean, you're like, that's the reason why I feel that way. Mm-hmm. But I still feel that way. So now what am I going to do about it? So for me, starting to notice awareness and patterns or things to look out for that might like trigger or whatever. And then, I mean, the boring stuff like the... I won't really have more than one coffee a day. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't, I, don't have any coffee. Yeah. I can't. One, in my, and I, you know, and that happened mid-nervous breakdown in L.A. <laughs> it's actually a funny story. I went in and I was like, like, I mean, and I, like, a wreck. I was like, but still, because it was only after L.A. that someone was like, you have anxiety. I look back and go, no shit. Yeah. No one told me. I didn't I know. know. And it wasn't as everywhere then, because this is going back now, yeah. like, seven, eight years ago, and, like, ten years ago to the first time. Uh, and um, I was like, can I get a coffee? This is one shot. And he was like, we don't do that here. And I was like, what? what? And he's like, we don't do that here. And I was like, you don't? I was like, such a... I was like, just one, just put one shot. And he's like, it's a two shot. And I was like, yeah, but 
you could throw one of them away. Like, I'll pay for it. I don't want to drink it. And he was like, ma'am. And I was like, what is going on? And he, I was like, just one shot. I just want one shot. And he's like, he actually, his, his bottom line, what was he said? I was like, so you're telling me that it comes out in two shots and you can't pour half of that down the sink with me paying for it. His bottom line was, we prefer not to do that here. Oh my God. And I God. was like, you know what? You give me whatever you think I should drink. And I took it, and then I went outside, and I threw it in the bin, and I cried in the car. Like That was just the straw that broke the camel's back like, for you. why well, you have to go home? I was oh like, I can't God. do this. And so. how do you approach it now? So, obviously, you just posted a while ago about the Peaky Blinders news, mm-hmm. and it's a huge, I'm presuming, a very huge big deal yeah, for you. Yeah, do you Do you go into these scenarios now feeling like, I deserve to be here, I, I worked for this, or do you go in thinking, oh, Jesus, am I going to be found out? What is your... Both. <laughs> I have a real mix of... Uh, I know I can absolutely do the job. That I have a weird belief in. That's great. Uh, without, I hope I don't sound like an asshole. You don't. I have a weird belief that I know I can do the job. But look, but this is classic, and it's only now I know what was happening. So I was like, oh, I can, no, 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 I can do that. I can do that well. I can do my damn best. And everyone seems to be happy. And you go in, mixed with, God, I really hope I don't make a ball to this. And they don't, because Peaky was a weird... You know, you work your ass off on auditions and you get down to twos, down to threes, and you get, especially in America, there's no feedback. Everyone knows you send tapes off into Mars. And then Peaky was just a cold offer. I didn't even have to. I'm like, wow. the bit, the show I admire the most, what? Has just offered. Incredible. But now I know it was anxiety. So I did it. And I'm doing it, and I'm... You're in the middle of filming it right now? Yeah, no, it's wrapped, it's all done. But I get this, I decided to get this thing into my head, all of a sudden, and my friends have this, where I go, what if I, what if, see? Mm -hmm. What if I can't remember lines anymore? Oh my God, the stomach went. And it's only now I look back and go, because what I have an amazing ability to do is take huge things in my stride. Like, oh, that I can do. Yeah, absolutely, I'll do little things. I'll, I'll go smash that... And I won't be, because you can only let yourself take in the hugeness of the situation so much. Because mm-hmm. if you let it all in, you won't be able to do it. You won't get up out of the And bed. you need to make it small because at the end of the day, everyone's a human. And what does it all mean in 400 years anyway? Yeah. No one cares. So there's all of that going on. So then I'll take it all in my stride and go, so it's just a, so it's just another TV show. It's a job. Some people don't even watch it. Yeah. So it's just, you know, some of the greatest actors that you admire more than anyone. You know? <laughs> <laughs> So what? And I'll go and do all that, and then I'll get these weird things like that. Because mm. I remember I was going to Geneva, then after I filmed, to, to my friend's house, and I was so unbelievably anxious I couldn't work out how to get a taxi. Mm. But it was after I'd filmed, and I'm like, see, that's what I... I so go, like, there's what you do. Yeah, so your body was like being there for you and getting you through it yeah and then after, after. it's like I always say it's like at, at Christmas time when you stop working and you get the flu yes and your body's like oh now now that you're free I'm gonna fuck you up and you're gonna that's be sick for two exactly weeks. what it's like that's yeah. exactly what it's like and I had the same thing I was, I was like you're in Geneva you've just done Peaky Blinders you should feel so but it's it take it, it's so there's all this shit going on <laughs> are you are, are you starting to like accept this Part of you, or I'm still shutting all over myself. So do I, though. Uh, but you recognize it, and maybe you say, "I know yeah, what that is." Yeah, like I, when I read your article in um, Glamour, I was like, 
Oh, she gets that too. Oh. Because the shooting thing is, is a newish discovery of mine where I'm just... I just won't allow myself the feelings because they're unbearable if you've no reason. And it sounds so... I have a major thing of you're so spoiled. You're so spoiled. You're so spoiled. That's all that's wrong with you is you're spoiled. And it's like... Because I'm like, well, it's a sunny day. You should feel happy. Mm. Or it's... You've got a great meeting. You should feel... I'm like, but sometimes I mean, Jesus. it literally can just come down to like hormones. Like yeah. we talked about cortisol. And oh, stuff. absolutely. It, the cortisol in your body doesn't care how fortunate you are. It doesn't care that you're in New York City. It doesn't care that yeah. the sun is shining. Yes. It doesn't care who you're working with next. Yeah. That's a, you know someone yeah. that you thought was amazing. Mm-hmm. It's it's a physiology thing. Yeah. It doesn't discriminate. But my but anxiety is a master at talking you out of all that rationale. I know. I mean, it's a master, and it's mm. a master in. It, for me, it's a master in. Uh, disguise and it's a chameleon in how it presents mm. because once you crack away like I remember cracking the breathing thing so far and going so if you so so stop breathing so alright go for it and it, it like it's, it, the anxiety all receded because it, it didn't get that physiological yes, reaction you stopped resisting it because I was like go nuts go out go on because like what if I go outside and I just go insane and then something in my logical head went go for it yeah <laughs> <laughs> go fucking knock yourself out. Go yeah. bananas out there. And then it just recedes. I know. You're like, oh. That's for me, like, when I stopped having panic attacks was when I was like, come at me. Like, do yeah. your worst. Do come for me. Yeah. yeah, like, I will writhe around on the floor. Yeah. Whatever. I, nothing I can't handle. Yeah. And when I stopped fearing that happening, it stopped happening. Me too. Exact same on that one. I still have anxiety, but that particular exactly. beast. Yeah, it's more, the anxiety these days is more you know waves and yeah. thoughts yeah. and and like while I've been here I've you know obviously I was building up quite a lot to coming here yeah. and I was putting it out there on social media which is yeah. another we don't even yeah. have time to get into the anxiety yeah. of social media and then when I was here I was like oh you know yeah. felt like my test my chest was tight my breathing was a little bit labored yeah. and then I'm thinking oh you're obviously anxious and then yeah. it starts to kind of spiral and you're like no 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 okay I'm gonna feel anxious probably for a couple of days yeah. it, because you don't just acknowledge it and then it goes no 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 which is really tough yeah and let it be there. Yeah. Here you got. Here you are. Yeah. There you do your thing. Yeah. I understand why, and eventually it will be like, oh, we should not fucking get paying us any attention. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what it's like. I know. It's exactly that. I'm the exact same. Where you go, mine is. I get really horrible. Like, and they're all different depending on what what works. Mm-hmm. What wouldn't really kicks the old cortisol mm-hmm. up a notch is like obtrusive thoughts or thought loops going really quick. To just go, and I'm like, ah, ah. Um, so I'll get those, and they could be they they could be anything. They could make no sense. Like they could be so dark or that. Like, what if I eat that sweet and I choke? But as long as I get, as long as the the anxiety, as long as the anxiety gets the physiological response, that thought will work. So it's like we got it. Give her that one again. I don't know. We sound like lunatics. So I don't know if this is sending this out up in the brain. Although Ruby Wax talks about it in her book that there is a thing going because it's the neural pathway yeah. has been opened. So oh, it's yeah. like, send that down that neural pathway again. Yeah. It's very hard to close that road off. And so once lovely. you can find one that works, like a thought that works, it'll it'll trigger that thought and it'll go, oh, there we go. And the minute that one no longer serves, I'll get another one mm. that might work. And it'll keep trying stuff. And it depends on how vulnerable you are, what's going on then in real life outside yes. of that. Like, sometimes I have to... And again, you feel shame. Like, sometimes I'm like, I can't watch a certain TV show right now because 
something in it might stick with me and it'll just torture me. I had that where I remember... Newspaper, the news. Yeah, I remember watching my... Barry at one time put on the movie Side Effects and it was about like mental illness and I was so fragile that I was like yeah. I will literally catch whatever they're talking about in exactly movie. no I'll catch up yeah. I don't want to see something no. and get it into my head but, you have, but that's okay and you have to just say like I'm just going to pull down the blinders or the shield my mom calls it the heat shield and just like protect yourself yeah. so before I have to go and I would just I love to chat to you for so long before we go is there any one thing that you feel like you've really learned that people should know in your journey with anxiety that they can take forward with them or that you would remind yourself of daily? It depends. Oh, I mean, so many. But, like, for me, let admitting that I have it and that that's okay and that that's a part of me and that that's okay, stop beating myself up about it. It doesn't define and you. Stop, it do, and that it doesn't and, and that it's helped yeah. me. And that, that's what I, that was the final thing I was going to say about the thoughts. What I now do is I treat them and try to treat them as a gift. Because I go, you're anxious about something. What's wrong? What's, so, and maybe it's nothing. Yeah. But have a look. Anything wrong? Anything? Are you pushing? Are you doing anything? It's a And then if system. there's not, then I'm like, yeah, all right, you're just a bit all right. Maybe you didn't sleep good. Maybe it's hormones. Yeah. But that, to treat them, for me, the thoughts, the horrible thoughts, as a gift of a, of a ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Something's trying to knock you on the shoulder and go hey I'm feeling a bit yeah exactly like your body is trying to protect you it's yeah. trying to communicate with you that something's maybe a little bit too yeah. much and it's only when you start to work with that rather than against it yeah. that you yeah. can start to like own it own your anxiety yeah. it's the hardest lesson to learn but yeah. it sounds like you have learned it and you just need going forward you need to just be a little bit nicer to yourself definitely be nice to me. you're doing I'm amazing unbelievably hard on my, I'm like oh it's unbearable and what, and for me, admitting it and talking to people. I mean, talking's not for everyone. Yeah. I absolutely understand that. Um, but it helped me just in leaps and bounds. Yeah. To have someone, because I had a therapist say that, you know, about she's like, she, she admitted it, which is rare. She was like, there's times I can't watch the news. I have a very, very stressful job and mm-hmm. I can't fall. So to try and, like, if I want to watch four episodes of Queer Eye, to yeah. not give myself a hard time that I should be watching no, something hyper intelligent no, and no. I should be meditating I'm like you just do what you need to do that works absolutely Charlene thank you thank you so, so much. much I've loved our chat I know we could do part two yes part we will. three we'd have a series <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The easiest way to access Owning It Real Time is to head to the link in the episode description or episode details, whatever you call them, show notes. You will find the link in there at the top. You can sign up right away for Owning It Real Time and access the full library of 10 situation-specific audio guides that will help you own your anxiety even more than you've ever done before.